Do you find yourself spending way too much money when you go out? Do you find yourself wishing that the month would end faster so that you can get your monthly salary? Overspending and living paycheck to paycheck can be quite tedious, and that's why we created Finland. Finland is an app that will teach you how to get control of your finances by helping you budget, track your expenses, and provide you with educational content about money. So what are you waiting for? Get the app and start your journey to financial freedom. In today's podcast episode, we have Morgan Newman, a director of investments from a large investment bank, and she walks us through the basics of investing and some important things that you might want to consider before buying that stock your friend told you about. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we have a guest from Oppenheimer and Co-Investment Bank. She is the director of investments, and furthermore, she is passionate about teaching women from across all backgrounds create dynamic financial plans when it comes to investing. Her name is Morgan Newman, and she's here to teach us today about the basics of investing. Welcome to the podcast, Morgan. Hi, Trevor. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate having you here. So my first question for you today is, how would you describe what investing is to someone who's never been involved in business or finance? Investing means essentially having your money make money. It could be investing in real estate, it could be starting a business, or it could be investing in the stock market. But you use your money to invest in something so that down the road, it will be worth more than what it is today. So what investments are available to the average person? So there's a lot of investments available, which I think is part of the reason why the word investing and thinking of investing can be so overwhelming. So you could invest in something like a business. You could invest in something like artwork or coins or wine, or you could invest in financial assets, which are things like stocks and bonds. And you can do that through a multitude of different ways. So you could do it by picking individual stocks. You can do it through mutual funds or index funds and exchange traded funds. So the list goes on and on and on, but there are a lot of options out there depending on what you're looking for. So you mentioned stocks there, and I think that's what most people think when it comes to investing. So how does one person pick their own stocks and how do you decide which is a good stock and which is a bad stock? So stock picking is an incredibly difficult thing to do. I'm an eternal optimist, so I always want, I always think, you know, things are going to turn around if things aren't going well, or the stock will continue to go up if it is. But it's a lot easier to buy a stock than it is to sell a stock. It's very easy to say, you know what, I'm going to get in. I like this company. Maybe I, it's, you know, something like Netflix, not that I'm making any recommendations, but just it's something that we, most part, everybody knows about and uses at this point in time. So using a company like Netflix, right, we're, you know, here in the U.S., we're home because of the pandemic and we're, we're streaming things like um, Tiger King and, you know, everyone's using it. So that to me seems like a good investment. I want to buy that stock. So that's kind of the easy part. The hard part is deciding, okay, when do you, when do you get out? When's the right time to, to sell that stock? Whether you think Netflix isn't going to do well, or if it's gone up enough and you're going to Uh, take some of the gains off of it if it's gone up and what are you going to do with that money next so stock picking is incredibly difficult and I also find that in the world of investing people really only like to talk about the stocks that they selected that went up no one really likes to talk about the stocks that they picked that didn't no one likes to talk about their failures so it seems like maybe it's a lot easier or a lot more simple than what it might actually be because you might not be getting the full picture if you're talking to you know friends or family. So if you're looking to get into the world of stock investing, um, that's why products like mutual funds or ETFs, which are sort of like index funds, are able to help you do because essentially it's saying, you know what, I don't know what Netflix is gonna do today or tomorrow or in a year from now. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, through a mutual fund, invest in a, a multitude of different companies and get some diversification and kind of take that responsibility off of my plate and give it to the mutual fund so they can say, okay, you know, this is what we think we should own or this is what we think we should sell. And then you don't really have to worry about it as much. Like you said, a lot of our friends maybe just might tell us all the good stocks and we might choose to invest in only those stocks. But what is the importance of diversification when it comes to sure. investing? Yeah, so diversification is incredibly important when it comes to the concept of investing. And what it means is essentially not putting all of your eggs in one basket, right? So let's think back to really what the most recent financial catastrophe was for the stock market was 2008, 2009. The people that got really, really hurt during that period of time were, say, someone that worked for a company like Lehman Brothers. Now, not only did they lose their income because the company went under, but if they were totally invested in company stock, which people did in their 401k plans or outside of that, then they lost their entire net worth as well. So through the concept of diversification, by not owning just you know, one thing or a few things, you're able to spread out that risk that you know, something bad might happen to a company or a sector um, or a certain industry. So it's spreading out the risk that you're taking on. Um, by investing in the stock market. You mentioned risk, and I feel like that's one of the key components of investing risk versus reward. How important is risk tolerance and how can you figure out what yours is? Sure. Risk tolerance is incredibly important when it comes to investing. And we, I found that in my years of experience that everyone is an aggressive investor when the market's going up, right? <laughs> everyone thinks this is great, um, making money, um, the stock market's wonderful. And it's not until the stock market pulls back that I think you can actually get a clear picture of what your risk tolerance is. Now, if you're investing in the market, at least here in the U.S., we just went through a really sharp downturn in the market in March when the coronavirus was, you know, the news was coming out about how bad it is and how hurtful it's going to be to the economy. And so... You know, a lot of people who have just been riding the wave of the stock market, which now there's been ups and downs over the years, but has kind of been on a straight up trajectory since the bottom in 2009, for the first time we're like, whoa, 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 like this isn't fun anymore, right? And so yes. you, that's when you're like, okay, maybe I'm not as open to being as fully invested in the stock market as I thought I was. Um, an analogy that I like to use is that if you're driving, are you going at the speed limit above the speed limit or below the speed limit as a way to sort of gauge how much risk you like to take on in your life tends to translate over to the risk you take on as an investor. Um, the most important thing is that, yes, um, you know, obviously the younger you are, if you're investing for retirement, the more you can be in stocks and more growth oriented in your investments. However, there's no right or wrong way um, to do this. And I think when people think about investing in finance, they're looking for a formula, right? Saying, I am 30 years old, I make this much money, I have this much in savings. What, like, someone spit out a formula about how, what I should be doing. And the thing about investing, it's, it's an art and not really a science. So that what's right for me, based on where I am in my life, might not be based, um, might not be the right thing for you. Simply, you know, even if we have all of the same money, if we're making the same money, just simply because we're different people and we have different approaches to to risk and the risk we're willing to take on. So the important thing is that at the end of the day, when you go to bed, you can put your head on the pillow at nighttime and sleep soundly knowing that you have the right um, 
investment profile set up for you based on how much risk you feel comfortable taking on. So when investing and creating an investing profile, should you be looking towards the long term or the short term? Should you be trying to day trade or maybe invest for your future? When we think about investing, I've heard people be like, you know, they think of it as playing with their money, right? But there's a difference when when we talk about different investing strategies. Now, something like day trading um, is not something I recommend by any stretch. That is you know, that if you want to spend your time doing that, then that's fine. But when we talk about investing, we are talking about putting together a strategy that you're going to have for at least the foreseeable future. And how you do it depends on what are you investing for, right? Now, most of us, the common goal that we have is retirement so that we don't want to work forever. Um, and that one day that maybe we don't have to go to work if we don't want to. So the retirement, you know, when you're in your 20s and 30s, that's a long-term goal. We're thinking about decades that we have until we get to our 60s, maybe even 70s, when we think about retiring. And then once you get to retirement, it's not like you just take all your money out of your investment accounts and stick it in your back pocket. You know, God willing, we're going to live very long, healthy lives, and it's got to continue to grow for more decades because you live just as long, if not longer, in retirement than you do during your working years, which is kind of a crazy thing to think about. But that's where we are as we, you know, science and technology helps us live longer lives. And so that, you know, retirement is a long-term strategy. The longer timeline that you have when it comes to investing, the more growth oriented or the more risk you can take on in your portfolio because you have the invest the, the time to ride through the business cycles of the market. But if you're not investing for retirement, say, you know what, in five years, I want to buy a house or I want to, you know, travel the world or whatever your, you know, your goal might be for something in the shorter term, then you don't have as much time to ride through those market cycles, right? I mean, if you think about it, if someone gave me, you know, some money back a couple of years ago and said in, you know, the spring of 2020, I'm going to get married and I need to pay for my wedding. Well, that would be coming out of that downturn of the coronavirus uh, market. And no, you know, my clients would not be very happy with me if I said, you know, what, yes, let's take all of your money and put it in the stock market. And then when you need it back, because you didn't have the time to ride through the market cycles, it was down. And now your $10,000 is $7,000. And maybe you can't get the DJ that you wanted for your wedding or whatever it might be. But just, you know, just thinking about in that terms is that you don't have that time. And so you need to be more conservative and less in stocks, the shorter your timeline is when it comes to putting together an investment portfolio. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you learned something new from Morgan today. Investing can be tough, but we will continue to break it down with Morgan when we continue our conversation. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and we hope to catch you on the next one.